Hello, welcome to the official first episode of my podcast called Life Through Sparrow's Eyes. And today I am going to be talking to you guys a little bit about my childhood, what I grew up with, and kind of where my whole life really started. And hopefully with the information of that, you'll get a little bit more of an insight of who I am today. There will be a few topics that are discussed that can be pretty serious that may relate to things you have dealt with um, in your own life or somebody else's life that are very personal to me. I am taking a liberty and confidence in sharing this with you, but I'm also putting out a warning that the first few episodes will have some pretty serious topics that may be a little uncomfortable to sit through. So if this is not your jam, I apologize, and there will be future episodes that are a little bit more laid back and whimsical. So today it is March 31st in the year of 2021 at 7.32 p.m. I'm currently sitting in my dorm. I have a wisteria petals candle on fire, just enjoying the sun of that, listening to some laid back music from my Bluetooth speaker, if you can hear a little bit of it. And I thought today... I would talk to you guys a little bit about of uh, just introducing myself and starting from the very beginning. My name is Sparrow McDonald. I was originally born in Putnam, Connecticut, lived in Brooklyn, Connecticut until I was about three years old and ended up moving to Hyde Park, Vermont with my older sister, two older brothers, and my mother and father. I'm the youngest out of family. I'm 21 years old. I'm currently working as a college student, a cashier at one of the local grocery stores here, and I am working on my voice voice performance major and a creative writing minor in my sophomore year. I was originally homeschooled, so the reason I am a little bit older um, within this grade is because I technically uh, doubled second grade when I went into elementary school. My parents thought the work would be maybe a little bit difficult for me to learn off the back, and that I would struggle because I hadn't learned it at homeschooling yet. So I did end up doing second grade twice. And I actually got to the point of where I was good enough and could bump up a grade and would actually technically be a junior right now instead. But because of me kind of being myself back in elementary school, I became really connected with a specific someone became really close friends and I didn't want to leave that grade and decided staying and just continuing my life within that class and my learning. So that is one of the things um, about me is that's why I'm currently in this grade. I had a pretty good childhood, you know, if I recall. It's not like it was years ago, but (laughs) the older you get, you kind of start to forget those things because if they're bad parts of your life, you don't always necessarily want to hold on to them. If they're a good part of your life, you will remember. In my case, I grew up as a fairly happy child. Um, I had super long brunette hair. I was a skinny, tall kid. I was in overalls, sometimes wore dresses, had pigtails. I was a farmer child. So I grew up on a farm with goats, ducks, and chickens, and turkeys, and I had a pretty set life. Um, Like I said, I was homeschooled, so I didn't go to school until I was in second grade. And then I started going to uh, Catholic school just about like 10 or 15 minutes down the road from my house. My older siblings, um, 
my second older brother also went to the same Catholic school as me. And then my two older siblings went to the same high school that I also went to in the future as well when I got to my high school years. But we'll get to that. So there's not much I remember a lot when I was a child. I really enjoyed nature. I loved being outside. I loved just being very free. It was very open. It's very honest about things. I've always been very emotional, so I was at the time too. I was super connected with my dad. My mom was often away at work. She worked a lot. My dad did as well. But as a child, I got a really close relationship with my father. Him and I are um, on pretty good terms most of the time now. Um, I would kind of say that with anybody in my family. I'm on pretty good terms with them most of the time. But as you get older, things happen. You sometimes break, you sometimes fight. Stuff happens here and there. But as a child, um, my father and I, we did a lot of the same stuff together. So he introduced me to the music that he really liked, the shows he would watch. And we would kind of just spend afternoons together. We did a lot of gardening together. We, you know, we just spent a lot of time together. Until I was about 13 and pretty much all those years before, nothing major happened in my life. I didn't really struggle with any of the things that I struggle with now. I wasn't, you know, um, a, you know, I was a kid who got regularly in trouble. Like I was a brat. I will admit to that. I wasn't always, you know, the best acting child, but I also had a pretty chill life. So I don't really recall anything too bad happening. And when you're young, you don't, you may not always remember a lot of stuff. I don't remember a lot of those years just because I remember things where more serious stuff happened. Um, and in my case, nothing really happened um, from when I was like a year old or even to being born in 12 years. You know, I went through a lot of animals. I, we had cats. We had fish. I started um, getting a love for rodents. So I had guinea pigs and hamsters and mice throughout my life. Um, and I was, like I said, I was a pretty carefree child. Um, school wasn't too difficult for me. I struggled with it for a bit, but... After a while, I got the hang of it. I had pretty close friends within school. Um, I was kind of an outcast. You know, like I didn't really always fit into any certain groups, but I also liked having really only one close friend. And I've never been a person that loves having a lot of friends. I like smaller groups of friends or a really close friend. So that was one of the things um, that like when I was a kid, I just always had someone I was really close with and I dispersed out to others and I was friends with the others but I would kind of only have one really close relationship with one person have the other ones but spend most of my time with them it was until this is kind of where the serious topic comes um so I'm gonna put another warning here that what I'm about to uh talk about next isn't always um a great part of my life it's something that has affected me you know, since those years and since everything has happened, there is a happy ending to it. But to get to that happy ending, I have to begin at the hard part of it. And before I go on with this, like everything that I share about my life, the people I talk about um, and my family or my friendships, I won't be using any names because, you know, those are their personal parts of themselves. And it's for discretion as well. So I don't, you know, I wouldn't want anybody searching up like my family or my friends and finding them. And if I said something and then you not liking what you hear and you going after those people, like I wouldn't necessarily want that happen. 
I'm being very vulnerable right here. This isn't something I um, kind of just voluntarily throw out to a lot of people unless I meet them personally in life or they've known me for a few years. I was very quiet about this um, when it first happened throughout my life. I actually told nobody about it for a very long time. It's something that still affects me to this day. It's a big part of my life that made me who I am today. But I also look back to it as a lot of learning lessons. And I also look back on it to see the other person that is within it, um, how much they've grown from it as well. And this is kind of where I um, just really started jumping into a little bit of a crappier part of my life. At the age of 13, I was outside one day, um, just sitting at a table with my father and we were talking and he seemed fine. And he went to the bathroom, uh, slipped and fell and cut his head on a nail. And immediately I was the only one home. My mother had went off to get my second older brother and I don't exactly remember where he was but I was the only one there. Of course, with everything happening, it was a matter of life or death. And because the accident was so huge, he quickly ran downstairs. I couldn't really see what was happening, but I knew something was serious. You know, I could hear him being frustrated and knew something really bad had happened. I immediately called my mother, said what happened, immediately called 911. Um, they were very quick to respond, thankfully, got to the rest of my family. And several hours later, he came back, his head bandaged, uh, bandaged up, and um, pretty much thanked me for calling them and saving his life that day. That wasn't the thing that really affected me. It was um, why it actually had happened. He ended up falling because he was drinking. I grew up with an alcoholic father for about four to five years, but I didn't know like he was drinking. I know he was an alcoholic. I didn't know he struggled with any of those things until I think the same day or about the weekend after all of that had happened. And my mother came upstairs and had a conversation with me and kind of just told me the whole story of when it started, why he's been like that, what happened, um, why he really fell. And it wasn't just like he accidentally tripped. He fell because he wasn't stable because he was um, impaired. And I kind of just, I broke down right in there and I didn't really know how to um, think about it at that time. I dealt with it um, going into high school as well. For about two years, things were pretty fine. When I got into high school for about my freshman to, I want to say the beginning of my junior year, things were really bad because everybody knew what he did. He kind of just did his own thing. Um, he would, he would drink around us. He wouldn't really care what people thought. He didn't really realize how it was affecting people. Being around such a negative um, impact, and it's not like my father's a bad person or anything, but being around that environment, I would come home from school a lot, and he would kind of just already be passed out, 
drunk and I didn't want to be around that, especially coming back from high school and having dealt with a lot of stuff already there. Um, I started becoming very locked up in my room. Unfortunately, because of that trauma at my young teen years, I developed a lot of mental health issues as well. I ended up getting anxiety at a very young age. I got a lot of stress. I got a lot of depression. And because of those things, I also started struggling with my physical health. The only way I knew how to cope to make myself feel better through the whole situation was to eat. And of course, I, I didn't eat anything healthy. I ate junk food. I ate ice cream and chips and a lot of soda and just stuff that makes you feel like absolute crap. And I gained a lot of weight throughout my years doing that to myself. I got so bad a lot of the times. And I remember I was so frustrated at one point with everything that was happening. I wanted to move out. I didn't want him in the house. I didn't want to tell anybody else what was happening. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I was so closed in my room that you would barely ever see me. I was scared to come downstairs to see what the hell, if he would still be there or not, what was happening. I wasn't comfortable to be around that situation. So a very long time, I unfortunately lost that really strong connection that I had with my father that I had when I was a kid. And for a while, not having him very present because he wasn't sober a lot, I kind of got into the mindset of I didn't have, like, my father wasn't there. He was physically there, but he wasn't present in my life. He wasn't asking me how things were going. He wasn't really... I think he didn't even show up to a few of my concerts because he wasn't um, sober at the time. My mom wasn't bringing him anywhere. There were a few incidences where I unfortunately got in a car and he was drunk as well. And I dealt with that too. And, you know, I, I only mentioned this stuff. <laughs> First of all, my dad is an amazing guy. Um, despite the struggles that I've had with him over all these years. He does a lot. <laughs> he does a lot for us now. Um, he began realizing the further it got down the road, and when he got really bad with his drinking, how much it was affecting everybody. And there were times when we tried talking to him and try reasoning with him. And I remember fighting with him and, and there was no point because like you can't reason with somebody who's not sober because they just don't hear you. And he was the only one who could physically make himself go get help. He was smart enough at one point to realize how much it was affecting me, how much it was affecting the family. And eventually he went and got help. And he started going to AA. He started getting chips for being sober for several months. He unfortunately relapsed a few times um, because people with addiction unfortunately relapse once in a while. But he got to the point where I was able to be in the house and not be so scared anymore of walking in and seeing him like I used to in high school. I could get in the car and he'd be fine. And... One of the great things 
that I kind of forgot the way he was when I was a kid is he's super talkative. He's very outgoing. He's very honest. He wants to make you laugh. And him and I have that type of bond where he would say something and I would laugh really, really hard. And I missed those days a lot. And I kind of forgot that's what it felt like. Because unfortunately, I had had that with me through my teen years for a while when he was going through drinking and we were all experiencing that as a family. We all have our own different stories of what we went through with that. But it's something that affected me to the point of where, as you could probably hear or have heard while me talking about it, it still makes me upset. It, it still affects me. But I'm able to look at that part of my life now and realize that it's, it's not going to come back. I don't know why it ever would. There's no reason for it to. He started doing so much for the family now that he does things in a way of, instead of like physically saying, I'm sorry, because he did physically apologize after all this stuff happens. He does actions now and actions always speak louder than words. He'll do the dishes. He does babysitting for my older sister. He takes care of the house. He has his job. He's um, in college. He's doing another degree for, he wants to become a counselor, which someone who's went through addiction, becoming a counselor to help people with addiction, because I think that's the type of counseling he wants to go into, is amazing. So despite him and I butting heads for a while, and I was kind of the only one who was in the face of everything, because I was the only one at home when all of that was happening. All my siblings had moved out by them. It was really difficult growing up with. But I was still able to, <laughs> I guess, if that hadn't happened to me, although I really wish it hadn't, I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about the story, saying this is what happened, and this is what I went through, this is one of the reasons why I am who I am today. It doesn't make up all of me, but because of that, I gained so much strength from it. And because it was such a serious topic, though it left me with some things that I'm still working on to get better with, it taught me that people can change. They can change for the better. Or the older self of them will come back. But that that person they were before all of that happened. <laughs> so when he first stopped drinking, he would go with my mom and he would talk to my mom and he would share stories and he would laugh and he would watch shows and be a jokester. And <laughs> he's an adult, obviously, like he's in his later 50s. But if you like, try to hear me out. He has a very childlike spirit still. So he's very much childlike. Um, he's still very young at heart. But other times he's very mature. He's very serious. And we started relating on a lot of those paths. And people would say, like, you're a lot like your father. For a while, I didn't really want to believe that. Because I didn't want to grow up being and doing the things that he did. But I also understand that... It wasn't always something he planned. It wasn't always something we were expecting to happen. Unfortunately, addiction is something that people take a really long time to get a hold of. And whether it's with alcohol or drugs or some part of you physically or mentally or whatever it is, 
addiction is not an easy thing to just be like, hey, um, <laughs> let me stop doing this, you know? So despite everything that happened, I'm very happy to see where he is today. I'm very happy that the family is closely knit again. We went through a really rough patch for several years. And there's still times where we're like, uh, just because you're apprehensive about those things. But a lot of the times, especially now, like, well, he's not going to do it again because he realizes what he's worth. He realizes how it affected him. He realized how it affected the people around him. And he doesn't want that to happen again. So it's great to see how much he's grown from it. It's great to see the amazing guy he is today to get that sarcastic, funny, really talkative, really out there personality. And to have my father with me during my musical career in college where I really need that support right now. So that's kind of the end of this little conversation. I know it was a very serious and heavy one and it's a long podcast, but I just got to say, if anybody else has dealt with the same thing or you are dealing with something that's similar, you know, you're not alone. And for a long time, I didn't have faith or hope that it would change. Eventually, there was a light at the end of the road, and we've reached it. And I'm very thankful for that and how we've all stuck out together. And no matter how many times we struggled and wanted to walk away from things, we came back and we stuck together through the hardest parts of it and did the best of it that we could. So that's that's what I grew up with. <laughs> Pretty much, I had a... I was a very easygoing uh, child, had no problems in my childhood, and my teen years were pretty difficult. And I mentioned a lot of mental health there too. And that's another thing I'm going to be talking about. I don't think, now that I think about it, I don't want to be throwing all the serious topics your way um, right away. So I think I will kind of uh, split them apart a little bit with um, kind of just whimsical stories. But if... Um, any part of my family, especially my dad, since I am talking about you in this story, um, here's this. I'm so proud of everything you've done for us. And I'm so happy to finally see who you really are after all these years. I'm very thankful for that. And understand, like, these stories are to explain a personal part of my life. To not bash anybody, but just to say, like, this is where my story began. And that part of my life is over. I've learned from it and I get to grow from it. And a lot of people <laughs> may hear about it one day, um, but I am so thankful just for everything. And it's great to have you know, like, like my father during this part of my music and college and just to have you by my side again. So I'm very thankful for that. And I think in the next episode, I'm not really sure what I'll be talking about. Um, I might just be telling you guys how my day is next time. But I hope you guys enjoy this. I know it's a pretty serious topic, but there's really no easy way to kind of jump into introducing myself other than getting through the serious part and then knowing the easy stuff. So despite it being a serious topic, 
that's where the story begins. It's not going to get easier. <laughs> we get through all the serious stories and then reach that little light. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. And hope you enjoyed, even though it was a serious topic. I'm excited for the next story. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. Love you. Thank you.